0: going on? Greetings, a good day, and welcome to another uh, one-week belated edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Service, and we are here in the middle of uh, the best part of the playoffs in a lot of ways. The wild card week is uh, drawing to a close, and it draws to a close with happiness. I, yesterday, many Canadians were able to give thanks because the Red Sox were eliminated. Uh, for that, we are all thankful, uh, but we're not going to talk well, not too much about the playoffs and the other teams that aren't the Blue Jays. We're going to talk about the Blue Jays. Uh, and joining me as always,
1: uh, old reliable. Old reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton. How are you? Did you see those fucking buds last night? Uh, the
0: buds, eh? Oh yeah. yeah, the 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 boys are just out oh. there lighting it up. Holy! I guess it's gonna be it a fun year, eh?
1: Right? Buds all day. Oh,
0: the the fans, the uh, people are pretty excited. They're hey. excited about the
1: I, as they as they probably should be. It's uh, you know what I'll I'll give it to the you know for once. Uh, they don't have to kid themselves about their team being good. Like I think they're they're genuinely good. It's not like the Gary mm. the Gary Roberts era where they're like, oh, we beat Ottawa a bunch of times, so we're a good team. It's like, no, you're still kind of trash, FYI. But, uh, but yeah, no, it looks like the those dorks are gonna have a bunch of fun this year.
0: Fire wagon hockey, eh? <laughs> Fucking eh. Just just blowing the doors right <laughs> off them. Uh, we're not gonna talk too much about the buds. Uh, although, the, you know. It would be nice to have a Blue Jays equivalent of, of Austin Matthews. Let's not kid ourselves. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Come on. Sold. Sold. That's the way that works, generally. I got, I, I got a, I got a <laughs> thing. In apples a, to apples.
1: Uh, Vlad will have a better Toronto career than Austin Matthews. Book it.
0: Some radio guy said that Austin Matthews is going to go down as the best leaf ever.
1: Setting the bar real fucking high there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway
1: talk about the Blue
0: Jays. Sure. Uh well, let's manufacture some things to talk about the Blue Jays because it's the middle of October. Not much going on. Uh most players, the players who are in a position to opt out of their contracts, for example. So if we want if we were going to do some rosterbation and be like, "Hey, the Jays should sign Justin Upton." They got to wait and see if he's going to opt out, for example. And there are other uh, you know, the Jose Bautista, I guess they have to officially wait until 2 days after the World Series before they make their decision, even though that decision is made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um in no uncertain terms. So there's not too much to go on. We can still do some, um, uh, we can process the season a little bit, you know, break it down. Uh, but then there's also time to look forward. So I think maybe that's kind of where we'll start uh, here on Birds All Day, which of course, Birds All Day is a Patreon-powered podcast. So uh, for for almost three years, two, three full seasons, we've been here talking about your Blue Jays. Two trips to the American League Championship Series uh, under our belts. I was having a good time. So we want to say thank you to everyone who who has, from the beginning, signed up and and supported us on patreon and uh had been uh, been loyal and loyal supporters and and have what's the word i always say have uh, supported the content that they value uh and last week we did or last week which we didn't do an episode last week because of extenuating circumstances of mine uh but we didn't do an episode before we introduced a new thing called super bad which is patreon exclusive content we're gonna do that again this week so if you haven't signed up yet and you want to hear what we have to say uh this week on our uh extended or uh, uh director's cut or uh, it's, we, I mean we do it just for this it's not like we just cut something that was crappy out of the regular podcast and put it over there uh, you can go find that but maybe we're going to take a look a, a more specific look at the pitching staff this year and uh, maybe offer up some grades or evaluations or thoughts and thoughts and feelings thoughts and prayers. We're gonna send some thoughts and prayers over to uh, the pitching staff. So head over to patreon.com/ birds all day if you want to do that. Uh, and thank you for everyone who joined last week. Welcome. Thank you. We we greatly appreciate it. And with that, I think with the first place we can start is with a little bit of the, not drier stuff, but uh, it's something that this time of year is great for, which is sort of looking forward at the payroll. Unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately. Realistically speaking, the Blue Jays have a budget like every team in baseball. Even the Dodgers have a budget. Um, and the way that the players who are within their team who are arbitration eligible, which means they have... Uh, usually three and sometimes two years of service time, they're eligible to basically sing for their supper. And they are paid consistent uh, with their production, sort of. And there's a lot of different ways to to calculate it. And the good people at uh, Major League Baseball Trade Rumors or MLB Trade Rumors, they have uh, cracked a code in a way about how guys get paid in arbitration. And you, Andrew Stoughton, broke Mm -hmm. it down a little bit, did some uh, some cribbing and kind of... uh, put the numbers together and to your eternal credit you had eyeballed it earlier uh, in the fall and had almost nailed the number it was
1: that was fucked up i i you know i went into writing the piece about i'm like oh mlb trade rumors thing is uh their their arbitration projections are right uh let's you know take a look and see how i did and it was like staggeringly close i mean not on individual valuations. like uh i'm not tooting my own horn like i have some sort of uh, it was just kind of a funny coincidence that i that that one could eyeball it and get that close i think I was when i was within like a million dollars um or or thereabouts out of like which at a 51.7 or something like that i had it like 52.6 mm-hmm. or something it's uh yeah good for me that's that's my that's what i'm here to talk about what a great job i did uh, but yeah no it's uh, the the arbitration projections are are. Uh, are interesting. It gives us some idea of what the Jays might be thinking in terms of who gets tendered a contract. I think that six million dollar projection on Tom Kohler probably seals his fate a little bit. Not that we didn't really know that before. I, I, I though I don't know. Is six million dollars like? Well, it depends what you think of Tom Kohler. Uh, that's you, you might flip six million to for a a shitty starter possibly. I don't. I don't know. The cost certainty is a thing. You know, you like the the fact that you don't have, if you. Keep Kohler if you tender him a contract, you don't have to go out and find somebody else. But Jesus, you should be able to find somebody else who can give you what fucking Tom Kohler can. Um, yeah, well, so, yeah, uh,
0: but at the same time, what 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 are you going to get for six million dollars on the free agent market? Other than what the same thing that Tom Kohler is, which is a lottery ticket. Yeah, right. You're going to get like a 2016 Doug Fister sort of deal. Like, remember Josh Johnson got eight million dollars. Two years after he had last thrown a pitch, right? Like, there's that the money is that like it's not going to go too far. True. And while Tom Kohler is no, uh, you know, great shakes, I think that the only problem is if you sign up, pay him six next year, you you still have another year of control. Then you're looking at, you know, it's going to cost you eight in 2018. If you're or 2019, if you're interested in being in the Tom Kohler business for that long.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And who... Right? Does anybody... Yeah, no, you're right. And who needs to be in the Tom Kohler business, really?
0: Maybe yeah. if you can get a Tom Kohler to do like a Justin Smoke-style contract where it's inexplicably long, but not that much money. <laughs> so you kind of... Oh, this works. Like, if you said, Hey, Tom Kohler, let's do um, two years and seven and a half. Tom Kohler going to say no? Maybe. That's uh, a, yeah, to Tom that's, Kohler.
1: that's a great question. I don't know. See, I, I... I I have no gauge on what Tom Kohler is or what the industry thinks of him. Whether mm-hmm. he's, you know, a minor league free agent type, or if someone's going to give him real money. I uh, mm-hmm. like he's a guy I would happily give a minor league free agent contract to. Give him an invite to spring. Let him let him try to pitch his way onto the team, or either go to Buffalo or go through waivers. But uh, I don't know. I know six million six million's not a lot, but we're also talking about um, your what your. Ninth or tenth reliever slash seventh or eighth starter, maybe. I, I'm just I'm I'm just guessing at those numbers, but he's not real high up on the depth chart, so that may not be a great use of resources. Um, I think there's a yeah, there's no oh, go on go on go on. Well, go defend go defend your boy Tom Kohler. What's the
0: difference between Tom Kohler and and Joe Biagini? The answer is Tom Kohler makes a lot more money.
1: Yeah. I think well, so.
0: Or are you are you are you or is anyone and out here going to try to tell me that that Joe Biagini is a better pitcher than
1: Tom Kohler? I don't know if I'm ready to hear that. To be it honest. was not a great year for Biagini. Genie. I still feel okay with him in the bullpen, but yeah, he kind of he kind of went back there and and did not you know magically recapture his bullpen form from a year ago. So, uh, but that's the thing. You have a guy who's cheap. You might be able to pick up another guy like that in the Rule Five Draft You kind of have a forty man. Uh this is something I was talking about Twitter, on, on Twitter this morning and put it in my mailbag. There was a great piece by Tammy Rainey at uh at VP uh, Toronto from last month looking at the uh uh the 40 man situation, which uh the Jays have a lot of spots that are basically already spoken for and a bunch of guys that they probably are gonna want to protect from protect in the Rule Five draft, uh
0: mm-hmm. which
1: could lead to a couple dominoes falling. Um maybe that's what you know maybe that's why you don't want Kohler uh, in addition to the money it's just a valuable roster spot you know you got to keep uh, you know you're you're gonna keep Jansen and Danny Jansen Max Pentecost and guys like that in the uh, uh, in the system but there are a few guys that are coming up who are uh, gonna be rule 5 eligible that they might want to uh, consider sort of beyond those those bigger names um, so yeah I, I I don't know I I, I would like to believe. I would like to believe we live in a world where a major league baseball team doesn't have to pay Tom Kohler six million dollars just for the sake of it, just to have a, that depth piece. I think, you know, you can get yourself a. They got they got what Joe Smith last year for three million. Matt Latos was a million or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe spreading those resources around a little bit would make more sense. Uh, but maybe they really like Tom Kohler. I don't know. He was dog shit this year, but he's had some good years. He's logged a bunch of innings for the Marlins. He was at one point a guy who wasn't completely useless. So I don't know. Uh,
0: 10 minutes in, To an episode in the middle of August, and we're already like on the fringes of the forty man, talking about Tom Kohler's viability as a as a big league player moving forward. Uh, Let's let's move from the from the the excruciating minutia Uh to the fantastical uh, wish fulfillment. So on your list here, so these are the Jays' ten eligible uh, arbitration eligible players coming up next year: Josh Donaldson, Aaron Loop, Tom Kohler, Ezekiel Carrera, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Pillar, Ryan Goins, Aaron Sanchez. Devin Travis and Roberto Osuna. Uh, Are there any of those guys, other than well, are there any of those names that you would like to see the Blue Jays attempt to sign a longer term um, uh, extension contract extension? I mean, I think there are obvious names. Obviously, the Josh Donaldson thing is something we're going to talk about
1: forever until until, it happens or doesn't. uh, Yeah, until it happens or doesn't. That's that's a Um, that's a thing I wrote about in in the mailbag as well is that the you know it's probably not going to happen for one and then for two it's not going to you know it's he's not going to go away until the Jays or they're not going to be able to deal him until they're ready to accept uh, that their season's not going to go anywhere so uh, yeah it seems like he's just going to be here and we're going to be talking about it forever but yeah Stroman sanchez stroman i don't know about an extension i mean i love marcus stroman obviously but he's a super two he's getting expensive already uh, maybe you just kind of go with the year-to-year thing and then see how that plays out um sanchez uh obviously you know you would like to see him a little bit healthier before you start thinking about an extension with him maybe but mm-hmm. uh, maybe the fact that he's not going to be all that well compensated this year uh you can use that as a as as leverage to to say hey if we give you some money on the back end of the deal a little you know uh it'll help you out you know he kind of isn't at the point in his career where he would have thought he would have been a year ago uh you know led the al in a in era and, and looked like he was going to come in and, you know his arm is healthy it's just his damn finger um i don't know maybe that's a guy stroman Sanchez, Donaldson, anybody else? I don't. I don't really think so. I don't know if you tender a contract to to Aaron Loop even, or you know Ryan Goins. You probably do, but do you?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I'm not paying Ryan Goins two million bucks next year or one point eight.
1: You got Richard Urania. I mean, I don't know if they want to give up on his development in terms of you know mm. uh, taking away every day at bats from him, but he's going to be there in Buffalo. Like if somebody goes down, bring him up. You you know you don't really you don't need to worry. Uh, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, you're still going to need somebody who could fill in at shortstop and fill in at second base. Obviously, filling in at second base is going to be a bigger issue. They're going to have to find somebody uh, more permanent uh, who can, uh, if Devin Travis is not healthy, play at second. But if Devin Travis is healthy, play say in left field or or spell Josh Donaldson at third or Tulewinski at short or you know find a way to to get a bunch of games in at different positions across the you know every week basically uh yeah so goins I, I, I'm, I'm with you i don't know if you need to pay him two million bucks i wonder if they will they seem to like him
0: I, i'm not saying that i'm a, I'm, a, I'm opposed to having ryan goins as a member of the blue jays at all uh he will remain the canary in the coal mine in terms of his playing time and uh and number of at-bats that he gets will be the a barometer of the success of the season. Yeah, but he's the kind of guy that if I'm the Blue Jays, I'm looking at like I, I want to have that conversation. Like we're going to non like we're going to non tender you and then resign you. Yeah, to for less, right? Like for half of what uh, he might be owed. you really uh, which is unfortunate, right? Because yeah. again, he had he had a decent year and he's he's got a lot of playing time in the, in the big leagues. He's got a lot a lot of time in the league, so you'd like to see him kind of start to make some money after making the minimum for
1: almost his entire career. Did, but, did he have a decent year? He had know. a year. He did exist for the year. I mean, he seems like a guy that you should be able to get that same. Like if you, you know, if if the bar for offense is so low, I think you can. I think you probably manage to find that guy. You know, I think the yeah. you know they had Jonathan Diaz, who is sub Ryan Goins apparently. Except Ryan Goins can't hit either, and also wasn't all that great with the glove this year. I, I mean, I don't think Ryan Goins is. Finished as a very good defensive player but uh, didn't really sparkle the way we've seen him in the past I don't think
0: no that none none of the advanced numbers uh, sing his praises out loud um, he's obviously still a talented uh, defensive player um, but he's uh, you know he's he's limited and, and there's no other way to get around it and, mm-hmm. and again I don't know that I want him gone and I'm not saying that he should never wear the uniform again but the ability to get him at a more favorable price where, as a team like this, that if, if they are, in fact, good and they're not going to start to tear down, they might want to make some additions come come the trade deadline. Uh, every, you know, million bucks or whatever counts, unfortunately, um, as we view these players as, like, walking debit cards. But that's uh, how it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, fair,
0: fair. The other thing... Um, Obviously, I I don't think there's any reason for Marcus Stroman to sign an extension. Um, I mean, there is obviously there's, there's reason. He's a pitcher, right? But I don't think it's a bad idea to float it to him. I, I do agree that Sanchez, given given the huge setback he had this year in terms of his his future earnings, he might be a guy who's more uh, open to the idea of um, of signing a deal and, and taking you know getting a couple years of guaranteed. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I saw a kid wearing an Aaron Sanchez jersey, like a jersey. And I don't like who. What kind of person prefers Aaron Sanchez to, to Marcus Stroman? That's the kind of person I don't know that I want to meet.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, Sanchez is great. I don't know. He's a he's, little. He's, uh, he's a little vanilla, a little boring. Like, is this I, like I, a
0: Beatles? In the Sto- Beatles or the Rolling Stones thing? Like, is it one or the other? Or like, are you either? Are you? Or is it Clash and the Sex Pistols? Like. It, it might be the no, it's not the
1: uh, well. To, if one, uh, you need an example where the two bands hate each other. Obviously,
0: ah, oh, that's true. It's, it's more, I mean, it's probably like I'm sure if, if someone who was like wrestling uh, uh, in, uh, uh, informed would be able to to draw a strong wrestling parallel. I don't know, and I don't care <laughs> to know, but they, you know, it would be nice to um, to have a better frame of reference, maybe like a rapper beef. I don't know, but you'd obviously, if you're the Blue Jays, I mean, I feel like I would much rather be in the Marcus Stroman business.
1: I think it's so, yeah. a lot yeah. fun. Yeah.
0: And uh, people are obviously going to latch onto him um, because of who he is and how much fun he is to watch and how much fun he has being a baseball player and marketing his, his shit that he's selling all the time. But uh, whatever, I'll take that. And then, of course, there's Roberto Osuna. Going to get a nice big raise.
1: As he should. Um, as he should.
0: For, yeah. For all of his saves and all of his agony and strife that he's been subjected to. But yeah, yeah I, don't a... is. I don't
1: know. You know I don't know. it was pretty damn good this year, really. When you look, yeah, you was. When you look at the he overall was. numbers and, uh, you know, the blown mm-hmm. save thing was awful, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Get get, get paid, Roberto. He earned, he earned it. He earned it in 2015 and 2016, that's for sure.
0: There's lots of money out there for relievers if you can survive to free agency. So yeah. see how he does if he doesn't become a starter. Which you know, uh, one thing we should talk about we haven't talked about the Josh Donaldson thing um, yet. Mm-hmm. The, the the big news that Josh Donaldson had had uh, had a sit down, I guess, or had scheduled demanded some FaceTime with the general manager, and you know what was the line tickled pink? He would be tickled pink to have uh, remained a Blue Jay. This is old news now, but. Yeah. Uh, it's always it's always it's always nice to it's always important to see that. And there's a little bit of maybe for, trying to force the jay's hand a little bit. There was some talk about him sort of you know kind of waging this, not waging this, but taking the battle to public or however this came out, where has, it has now been revealed that this was something that went on and this is a conversation that was that occurred. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That's always exciting. Um, he, <laughs> is, is he, it? He's oh no, I mean. Maybe it is because you know these things go. How after after say he is to leave, there's always the 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 news that comes after, like oh yeah, no, he was never going to stay, and people talking about when AJ Burnett in 2008 had had decided at the All Star break basically there's something that he was going to be a Yankee, and then lo and behold, there he was, and um, uh, then apparently that's the part of the thing that got what's his name that. The Braves general manager in trouble because he was aggressively like petitioning potential free agents long before the season was over.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, so well, I mean, this that stuff end, all happens. that and
1: whatever the fuck he was doing with, uh, you know, the July second guys too. But.
0: Yeah, but that's what everybody does. He's putting them up and signing them as package deals, and yeah, you know, that's, that's that's not news. That was the, the one of the reasons. I think one of the reasons that this has uh, come down on uh, or whatever his name is, is that nobody liked him because he yeah. brought people the wrong way. And, Seemed to be, and he he. Uh, i saw speaking of wrestling somebody was talking about uh the biggest concept and it's not it's a wrestling thing of kefabe and how it's it's also everywhere and you have to pretend like everything is on the up and up and and anytime you you don't pretend you, you know you've ever, if you break the character in public it's a big a big no no and that seems like that's what uh what this guy did, right? He broke. Right. He broke character. He broke rank, and he did. He admitted to doing the thing that everyone else pretends like they're not doing. What they're all doing, but uh, uh, so hopefully we don't hear anything that. Hopefully, Josh Donaldson does want to remain a Blue Jay, um, which he sounds like he does. I don't know why he would say he did if he didn't. Um, he has nothing to gain really, other yeah. than if he thinks he can leverage the Blue Jays into paying him more. But
1: I mean, well, Jose Bautista was, was said the opposite. Basically, he was you know was always talking about. You know, every player wants that. You know, should want that chance to get to free agency to see what the market says about him and and all that. It didn't really work out so great for him, but uh, uh, and that's maybe the thing too is that what they say doesn't really matter. It's what it's the market and the the, the fit and the team dollars and all that stuff that's going to matter anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's it's nicer to hear Donaldson not saying he's determined to go to free agency, um, whether that means anything. I don't, I don't know, but hey, if he, he sees what we see, which is that, you know, maybe there's going to be more interest in him after this good year, uh, going into his age 32 season than it will be at the end of next year when he's going to be 30, you know, heading into 33, um, you know, it's, what it's, it's just one year, but it's a, it's a pretty interesting year in terms of, you know, how he's going to get viewed as a, as a, a free agent. I think, I think that's a, it's a, uh, it's where you start to look at signs on the aging curve and, and signs of uh, what a player is going to and, and start to have a little bit more pause on a 33 year old than a 32 32- or a 31 year old which is what he is you know right now or for the you know until whenever the fuck his birthday is um, so yeah I, I, I there's a lot of there's a reason why Donaldson I could see value in uh, in signing early and then not going to free agency uh, there's risk in him in him uh you know turning down deals this winter and playing through next season you know what if he gets hurt what if he uh slows down that's uh, that could really sink his market he's seen what happened to Bautista uh firsthand i, I don't know that that's ultimately gonna change too much for him you know I, I think that you know i think we would be naive to think the teams are just going to be like see a, a sort of offish year from Donaldson and then completely go away from it I think there's you know this is a guy who can who can put up you know eight wins in a, in a decent year and has regularly and maybe would have this year if he hadn't been hurt too right I mean he ended up with a five win player in like you know uh, and missed six weeks and then had a, a slump that was probably injury related for another month right so uh, he's a pretty awesome player obviously so there, there's going to be money for him there uh, I, I what interests me maybe is uh, something I think I touched on either in one, one of the recent fucking things I wrote uh, how do you feel about this how do you feel about an R.A. Dickey style uh, we'll give you some we'll give you some better prospects but you gotta give us a chance to sign him deal for who? for Josh Donaldson
0: but who are you offering him to?
1: whoever the hell wants him yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not offering him, obviously. I would rather he stayed and they sign him, but perhaps that's a way for the Jays. I mean, because it's a, it, the Jays are in an interesting spot in terms of, you know, you think they, they, a lot of his trade value is gone, right? I mean, there's only one year left on his deal anyway, so that's kind of why I think they're muddling through and are just like, well, we'll figure it out in July because the, the opportunity, I mean, obviously they would get a lot for him uh, at this point, but it's not like they would have gotten a year ago or... Uh, even at the trade deadline.
0: No, that, that's interesting. I mean, I think obviously the Cardinals are going to be amenable to that. But mm-hmm. but, but then again, I, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. Let me I'm, I'm kind of organizing my thoughts as I go here. That's you something see the I way way that, try
1: to do sometimes.
0: You, you see the way that if it was a pitcher, I would be less interested in doing that. You know, not not because of what happened with R.A. Dickey, but more what happened with like David Price. Right? Where like they you, you get a rental pitcher and you ride him hard, you put him away wet, as I've said many times, and then you let someone else deal with the fallout from that. Uh, that said, I'm I'm open to the David Price reunion that we all know and love and uh, that we know is coming. Um, but uh, with a position player, sure. But I think unless unless he has a strong idea of where he wants to go, I don't know that that would necessarily work. I mean, that's kind of like the Holiday thing as well, right? That's basically the Roy Holiday situation as it came up. Where right. he... He off he he slipped the Blue Jays a list of one, and then he was free <laughs> to negotiate. a Terrible below market contract with the Phillies, in the hope of them keeping the team you know competitive, and then and, and didn't end up working. Even though they won like what 107 games or something stupid like that, 106, um, 102, I don't know, whatever it was. They won a lot. They, of games they won the Supporters
1: Shield, class.
0: yeah. Yeah, they won the Supporters Shield for that. They deserve the eternal credit. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. He, I. The thing about the thing that Josh Johnson said that I really liked was when he made some comment about how like all the, every team in baseball would want to sign him, which is funny because you don't. That's not often a position that you see a player put in where they're able to be honest and be like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, Jesus Christ, why wouldn't they want to sign me?" I yeah. mean, let's let's be real here. I mean, I'm not not every team. I mean, like the Padres are going to be in there in the mix, I'm trying to woo him, but uh, I, I think Jose Bautista is right, and I hope that Josh Johnson doesn't miss out on the ridiculous process of being wooed by suitors where they put your picture on the Jumbotron they're like, welcome Josh! and they have like all this, this uh, song and dance and they promise you the world who wouldn't want to be part of that? let me tell you, that would be amazing um, because I hold myself in the very high esteem, so obviously I would want to be part of all of that nonsense <laughs> but, sure, um, I mean he's, right I mean,
1: he's not going to be the real prize of that free agent class though is, is another thing uh, he'll still get paid if he goes to free agency, obviously. But I don't know. Are they? Do you get jumbotrons when people are like, oh, "I kind of wish this was Machado."
0: Yeah, because then they could tell you that we don't. We're no, no, no. We this is only for you, <laughs> right? Only for you. We Manny who he's a shortstop.
1: You play third base.
0: That two of them will be there manning the Red Sox uh, or the, the the
1: Yankees left side of the Yankees infield. There you go. I, no, I there like this go. Donaldson for David Price trade that you're talking about.
0: Wait, Donaldson for David Price? That's not what I said.
1: <laughs> I thought you had... David
0: Price for a nickel. I'll,
1: no, I'll take Donaldson for David Price. Sure, can't right. you can't put a price on a reliever like that. That these uh, wonderful bullpen option.
0: Terrible. Why would you say something <laughs> like that? Then he came out and killed it. He was so good the other day. He was. Now the Red Sox are out. Let's talk about the Red Sox.
1: That's also wonderful, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I don't know. uh, You you seem a little bit more pessimistic than I do. I still uh, envision, speaking of David Price, I learned nothing from the David Price experience. So I'm convinced (laughs) that the Jays are going to sign Josh Donaldson up to a long extension, uh, which is not going to happen. Well, realistically speaking
1: I, I don't think so either but it's like, like it's like I, I mean it's not even it's not about want even it's about who like does it make sense for both sides more than doing the other thing and uh, you know I guess that that depends on where the Blue Jays think they're at uh, how quickly they think they're going to be able to replenish uh, some of the you know once they get rid of some of the dead fucking weight on this roster or how quickly Guerrero and Bichette are going to come and how much of an impact they're going to have whether it makes sense to be in the in the 30 million dollar a year player business for the next you know two three years um and if they do I, I would like to think that they do and should and fuck you know keep trying Jesus Christ um that maybe there's a way that it works out because I think they could certainly make an offer to Donaldson that makes enough sense to him to keep him off the market especially uh, with him talking about being tickled pink about uh, about it but yeah it, it it's just been down this road so many damn times it's hard to get your hopes up at this point uh, that it's ever going to work out with anybody because uh, it feels like it never does
0: it never does why you can't win Why try? Um, Let's move on from Josh Donaldson because we have months and months and months and months to talk about this until it happens, the contract extension (laughs) that he is inevitably going to sign. Let's talk about another name that's on the arbitration-eligible list, Uh, a player who is... um, This is his first shot, I believe, isn't it? At... um, At a payday that isn't the league minimum, no. Maybe that's not true. No, that is. This is it. No way. That can't be true. Let me double check. Sorry. Sure. No, this isn't it. Anyway, who cares? Kevin Pellar is going to go through uh, go through arbitration, and according to Matt Schwartz's numbers, Matt Schwartz, 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 yeah, uh, he's going to get four million bucks. So there, that's a lot of money for what Kevin Pillar gives you. It feels like. Yeah, it really does. And one of the...
1: <laughs> he could play I defense mean, a little either. bit, but yeah.
0: He can play defense quite a bit. And somebody in your in the comments at BlueJaysNation.com, where, of course, you can find all of Stoughton's work, um, even the stuff that's posted elsewhere, it all starts and ends at BlueJaysNation.com.
1: Most of it does, yeah.
0: He said, uh, don't pull our either trade or non-tender him. So the non-tendering thing, I think, it's important to to dwell on, or to, to spend a, even just a minute Thing. that is never going to happen. Right. There is no way you you non tender Kevin Pilar, and there's a million different reasons for that.
1: Well, he was like a five win guy a couple of years ago. He was a, like two win guy this year. As much as he's bad, he's I mean four million dollars is a fair is is not, is not even a fair price for Kevin Pilar. So uh, he has that he has value. He has value to the Blue Jays if he stays. Uh, maybe he has value to some other team a little more than to the Blue Jays. So this is
0: his first of three passes through arbitration. So if they figure he's going to get four, so then you can assume that he'll get maybe four, six, eight. Does that sound about right? Maybe maybe a bit more if he has a big year at any point, which yeah. I think the point is is that's not really in the cards. I mean, there was some talk. People saw the, the deal that Kevin Kiermaier signed and being like, I wonder if we I think you and I probably talked about this last year. Like, oh, is there is there a deal like that in Kevin Pillar's future? No. No, there's not. There is not a deal like that in Kevin Pillar's future, because um, if he's going to be guaranteeing himself twelve or 18000000 dollars, even tw- as much as twenty million dollars, why would you sign him? Sign a, a contract extension for that no. kind of player? He's just not a good enough hitter. But what he is is difficult to replace. So, you know, in a lot of ways, the arbitration system works just right for him because you're going to pay him. You're going to pay him what he's. You know, so he's going to pay him not that much not a huge amount of man, amount of money um, in baseball terms but what you get from them is production that you least can can ballpark all the guys that we are the people like us are in a rush to replace him with there're still humongous question marks surrounding all of those players there are defensive question marks about uh, about them, there are offensive of question marks. About you know, obviously Teoscar Hernandez, we talked about him last time we recorded one of these, and it was great that he's hitting all those home runs. But there are questions with Kevin pilar The question is only I hope the only questions are like I hope he doesn't get really bad. Right? I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, because he's not he's not great. But the chances of him, it feels like the chances of him bottoming out or getting significantly worse are pretty small.
1: So, I would say, yeah. Take
0: what you got. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's produced twelve wins in his career already, twelve. Whether or not you buy you buy the defensive metrics, and whether or not you know you think that his offense or his defense has peaked, which is entirely possible, that his, his defensive peak is in the past. As he, well, he, he is gonna, and runs around on the turf, and
1: he is going to be twenty nine in January. Well, but.
0: So he'll he be heading into early, right? yeah,
1: sure, yeah, yeah, no, that's I, that's what I'm saying, yeah, and he will be. So that means that when he goes through, you know, when he reaches free agency, he'll be heading into his age 31 season, which uh, yeah, I can not see know there if being I want a long in,
0: line, no, a long line of player teams ready to sign Kevin Pilar at age 31.
1: No, I don't. I mean, even I mean, if he even gets there, I mean, if it's four, six, eight, like six, you still you still tender him a contract, eight if he's still the same guy two years from now that he that he is now, are you tendering him at $8 million? No. I would hope, I would hope that, you know, a Pompey or an Alfred uh, can take over in center by then or uh, T. Oscar as well, you know, uh, maybe they, they, people seem to think he could be okay in center as well. Um, I like the, I mean, that's the thing too. They had, uh, somebody who, was asking about Lorenzo Cain. Um, you know, they they have guys. It's like it's nice that oh, you have a bunch of guys who are center fielders, uh, which is nice in one way. You'd love to have a nice athletic outfield, uh, but they also a lot of them are probably just going to hit like center fielders, which is uh, going to be a problem because you need guys to hit uh, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. So yeah, uh, I and that's, this is where the polar thing sort of this is where it works. For, I I just. I know Alfred is a big question mark, um, but it's not like the bar set real high. And, and you know you have Hernandez there who can maybe cover the position. You lose a little with the glove. Uh, the obviously offensive question marks are still there. It would mean you have to think about what you're going to do in uh, in right field uh, because Hernandez seems to be sort of the the natural uh, backup plan there at the very least, maybe the plan A. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm very feeling that it could be time to get out of the Kevin Pillar business before it gets that much more expensive. And uh, maybe while well, there's a team that sees value in a guy like that at four million dollars, uh, as opposed to farther down the line when you're probably not going to get much back for him, if anything. I think right now he does have value, and I uh, you know it's weird every year, and he showed a bit in April and May, you know, early May that he changed his approach a bit supposedly he was having a better time at the plate and people really seem to want to believe in Kevin Pillar as a hitter uh he had those good numbers you know he's good in college uh, overlooked people love that story and you know uh hit all the way up until he got to the big leagues uh, but yeah I, I'm on the other side there I'm with the people who were like eh, this is this is it this is him I I, I don't you know it works if the weighted runs created plus is a 90 but when it's like 85 or 80 or whatever the hell it was this year uh, it's it's a little more replaceable especially like you say when the if the defense is peaked
0: uh which it entirely could be as you said and, and you just i don't know I, I like that he's a known commodity and and I think mm-hmm. that especially with, especially with the team being in the, in the position that they are, uh, in terms of the future being, you know, it's, this is a very kind of important season, not in terms of they could go either way. Right. And I think that maybe Pilar will help to tell us and, and what they do with center field might help to tell us that because you can't go, I don't think you can expect to be a contending ball club and go in with like a complete question mark in center field, which is what you would have if you have Alfred and Pompey and, and, uh, and Hernandez kind of penciled in across your outfield. Yeah, right. So, you, so I mean, again, with Pilar's a bit of a known commodity, and I think for me, what I've I think what I've said from the beginning, and what I feel even right now, is it's less about um, replacing him than upgrading him. If you can get a if you can get a better player, someone you know is going pr- to has a has a way higher likelihood of producing at, a, at an even higher level. That's a move I'm always in, in favor of. And if you bring someone else in, then you have to scuttle Pilar because of it. Sure. But I'm not thinking that I, – I don't. I can't imagine building a team based around the idea of I sure hope these guys end up being better than him because um, you, know, you know what you're getting from him. He's a, he's a yeah. league average player or just a little bit worse.
1: Yeah, I it's like I want the future to be now, but the 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 right thing probably to do is what they're going to do, which is you know he would be he would he would look nice as a fourth outfielder, and if Anthony Alford goes bananas at uh, at Buffalo and gets some of bats in the big leagues and hits well and hits better than Pilar and just sort of slowly chips away at his playing time and you know by the end of mm-hmm. the year you're looking at at Anthony Alford as a center fielder, uh, that would be great. That's probably how it's going to have to happen. Uh, If it's going to happen, because I think you're right that he, you know, being the known commodity uh, and, you know, he he still would be an asset as a fourth outfielder. You could get rid of your other shitty fourth outfielder um, who is masquerading as a platoon left field option. Um, And and you're better for it. And if Alfred or Pompey or whoever uh, doesn't force your hand in that way. Yeah, you at least have Kevin Pillar, and 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 Pillar, you know, it's easy to be hard on him, and it's easy to be hard on a lot of the, you know, mar, more marginal Blue Jays hitters after this year, uh, because you look at their numbers and they leave you so wanting. But I mean, on a team that can hit, uh, you know, you can hide Kevin Pillar a little bit better than say on the twenty seventeen Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that that's a good point too. Yeah, the, just the way that the, that team has hit for the last couple of years. You know, leave throwing it up, up up into the wind and being like, "Sure, hope somebody something good comes of this." It doesn't seem like a great idea. Uh, anything else? What else we got? Oh, yeah, that, that's that was kind of the last one. The Kevin Pilar problem that isn't a problem at all. Which is, you're not going to be a fan for four million bucks. But as always, you're looking past and looking beyond. And I mean, maybe we look uh, if we want to use Cleveland as an example. Maybe you know they. They are getting cute with their outfield situation in the middle of the playoffs. Right, right? Yeah. they're playing. They got they're running Jason Kipnis out there. Future and... Blue
1: Jay Jason Kipnis, yeah.
0: <laughs> Future, eh, that could work. Um, also, interestingly enough, Jason Kipnis looked all every minute uh, uh, as of of not uh, <laughs> a second baseman playing fielder. center field. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. He cost them a run. He's standing there flat footed catching a. Uh, Catching that uh, shallow fly that Todd Fraser tagged and scored on. Mm-hmm. Come on, buddy.
1: Yeah, Cleveland, don't fucking let us down. You fuckers
0: <laughs> need you. With all, so many of our extra hope, uh, hopes and dreams are pinned. They, there's no way the Yankees are going to beat up on um, beat up on Kluber, Kluber
1: again. Uh, uh, there's there's a way. Remember, Kluber
0: dragged them to the World Series last year.
1: Yeah, he was very. Good. I mean, Andrew Miller didn't didn't do nothing either. But yeah, no, it's true. It was uh, Miller. They, they it didn't help that they or it didn't hurt them that they played the Jays when they were just could do fucking nothing.
0: The Jays did nothing. Not a single thing in that series. You are correct. That
1: fucking Bauer start was where he left after you know an inning and a third or whatever it was, and still no, couldn't, it... couldn't hit the bullpen like.
0: It fuck. was the one after. It was that little shit shitbag lefty.
1: Oh fuck yeah, and that too.
0: That Jesus was the one. Christ. that that fucked me up. Yeah. God damn, they were bad.
1: It, at least, at least, it's not like Kansas City in where I think we all feel like Cleveland was the better. Was probably the better team. Was the better team. I don't need to say probably. Mm-hmm. They were the better team. The Jays could have won that series, but Cleveland was the better team. Uh you know if you look at that roster it, it, so I, that does not pain me nearly as much as losing to the shitty fucking Royals uh but yeah. uh but now that you mention it yeah that Cleveland series really fucking sucked too
0: Jay scored 8 runs in 5 games and the only yeah. game uh, that they the only game they won they beat Kluber
1: a, a hint of what was to come in 2017
0: yeah <laughs> Josh Donaldson hit a home run off of him. I, I don't really remember that too distinctly. And uh, Zeke had a triple. And uh, your friend and mine, Kevin Pilar, had an RBI. Way to go, Kevin Pilar. Way to go. Um, anything else you got? How are you enjoying the playoffs? Can we talk yeah. about? We don't want to talk real sure. quick. My my parting shot would be that the games are too fucking
1: slow. You do have thoughts on that, yeah? Go for it. I no, have I, 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 it's I've thought the Braves have been good. Eh, sure,
0: the games have been pretty good, but it's hard for me to get through to the games because, like, I, they just—it's been so slow. I, I went off on, on this on Twitter. Not I went off on it, but the Yankees in, in Cleveland played a one nothing game. The only run came on a on a Greg Bird home run on I guess Sunday night.
1: The monstrous Greg Bird home run. Yeah,
0: he's a problem. Uh, the problem. Yankees are a problem. they need to lose now because they're not gonna do that anymore after this <laughs> One nothing game there were what um, like 15 no 25 strikeouts maybe in the game or no, they're twenty 22 like it was 11 aside. Um, the game took three hours and 17 minutes to play. There weren't even any rallies each team had five hits one team one of them I think the the Cleveland had four walks there were like hardly any balls in play it just takes so long i don't even think that there were that there were um pitching changes in the inning i think even that was was minimal which it's just the the games are slow it's just too slow and it it becomes tough to take for me there's a couple in mid game mid inning pitching changes but anyway i just i have a hard time sometimes with it they, the games are like they feel like they go forever. The one game, which was long because it was extra innings, the game two it was 13 innings. It was like a five hour baseball game, but at least there were lots of runs in that one. No runs, no action. That yeah, this game on, on Sunday night had two runners were reached third base. There were like hardly any played appearances with guys on guys in scoring position at all. Now, again, that's a one nothing game in the playoffs, So, and if you're a Yankees fan, you're watching it, this elimination game, obviously you're right into it. But for like a neutral fan, eh, it's a tough sell. I'll be honest. I, I, I mean, I watch it because I, you know, I, I don't have a choice. My, my, I, my, my lot in life has been set. This is who I am now. <laughs> but, I don't know.
1: It's just, uh, it sucks. Sort of. Yeah, when the Yankees are losing, it doesn't suck quite as much, I find. But, uh, sure sure well then fucking da- like
0: the, the Dodgers watching the Dodgers game the Dodgers have the best team in the world they're stacked they have like 200 million dollar payroll they've got 30 million dollars with Adrian Gonzalez sitting at home because he's like oh my back's hurt I can't play something like that so then they have the kid who this 22 this year old with nothing but missiles and then they got the second baseman who just swings from his sh- like they're insane how good the Dodgers are and Dave Roberts is up like five runs he's playing matchups in the fifth inning In the fifth, he brought in a starting pitcher and then lifted him after one inning. Like, come on. Just play the game. It's trash. It's all these analytics nerds ruining the game. (laughs) That
1: is probably what that is, yeah. I would say so. They're
0: bringing in, he's bringing in his lefty lefty specialist to get out David Peralta. Two games in a row. Brings in Tony Watson, very good left-handed pitcher, or Donnie Singrani, sorry. Brings him in. To get David Peralta, who is so bad, so bad David Peralta is that he broke a cardinal, committed a cardinal sin. The pitcher Zach Greinke had hit before him and grounded out and had to run out a ball and did stuff that they don't expect pitchers to do. What does David Peralta do? Go up there with Greinke still sweating and trying to get some, get his breath. David Peralta swings at the first pitch and makes it mm-hmm. an out. Mm-hmm. You're fired, David Peralta. You're a bum. You're a bum. <laughs> And then there's Dave Roberts bringing in his lefty specialist to get him out. Every single game, it feels like he's bringing in Kenley Jansen. It doesn't matter the score. Like, come on. Come on. They were up four runs or something and he brought Jansen in. I don't know. It's just like, it's a bit much, is all I'm saying. Just let them play. Let them play. Let, let's, if if you can't get David Peralta out, with whoever you got in there. I maybe mean, it's not meant to be. You know? And then the goof that manages the Tori Lovello, bless his heart, starting, like, just, oh, man, the, I thought the Diamondbacks were good. Then I'm watching them like, oh, I was wrong. They're awful. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. Adam Rosales in there. Jeff Mathis, Descalso, who apparently only hits home runs now, even though, I, as everyone, like myself included, are making fun of how bad he is, he's hitting home runs everywhere. I don't know. I can't watch play. Fuck the playoffs. The Blue Jays aren't playing. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Wow. Not until not until cool. it's Houston and uh, not until Houston and um, and and Cleveland. That'll be something else.
1: That will be really good. Yeah, I'm I'm very much here for that. Uh, as long as stupid Cleveland uh, doesn't fuck this shit up, they won't. Counting on them.
0: That Red Sox series was good. I kind of liked, I enjoyed it. There were lots of. I enjoyed, runs.
1: I enjoyed John Farrell becoming like, the national conversation as opposed to just the shitty Boston media conversation about how terrible he is. Uh, I, 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 I defended John Farrell quite a bit on his way out of town. Uh, it was always okay with, you know, with him, partly on the idea that you know maybe he would adapt and get better, and and there were things to like about him more than you know. I, I mean, everybody, it's so easy to, piss all over a manager. Uh, But I don't know I'm really enjoying The heel turn That he's taken In this part of his career too
0: Uh, Just in time for him To get fired
1: Yeah Hasn't really adapted
0: I don't think That he's going to manage For the Red Sox again Mm, Not in this um, Not in the 2018 series He got thrown out Did you see I mean he uh, got thrown out Pedroia got him thrown out But
1: Yeah Oh yeah But did you see Jeff Passan was like uh, I asked Dave Dombrowski About Farrell's future And he said I have things to do
0: (laughs) Dave Dombrowski doesn't give a shit
1: yeah is that why his face always looks like that i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) just a little constipated look i don't know now i'm thinking Um, about about that curb episode obviously
0: yes i don't know i've seen not a lot of curb i'll be honest really great great shortcoming in my uh
1: fucking with your glasses on come on
0: (laughs) I like the 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 one with when he's got the hair stuck in his throat. That's the one that I've seen a bunch.
1: Yeah, that's they're, they're all classics, really.
0: Really. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I think that's about enough. We've been prattling on and on and on and on. And uh, we still have so,
1: to do our extra super bad. And we
0: still have to do our extra segment, which everyone can find, of course, at patreon.com slash bros all day. So let's put an end to this. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, again, we... Hopefully something happens that we can talk about again later this week. But uh, so we're gonna try to do another episode later this week, here in uh, a short week in Thanksgiving. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Let's be honest, a little bit, a little uh, bit, yeah. But we owe it to the people. You know, they support us. We gotta, we gotta hold up our end of the bargain, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. No, we feel an obligation to do that. Absolutely.
0: We do it because we love it. And if, they, if we don't do it, then they won't give us any more money. So we need to keep doing it. So for Andrew Stoughton, who, of course, you can follow, read at BlueJaysNation.com. As previously stated, you can read him sometimes on The Athletic and at Vice Canada, among others, among many others. And you can follow him on uh, on Twitter at Andrew Stoughton. My name is Rick Fairservice. You can follow me on Twitter if you choose. And we've also got Birds All Day uh, Facebook page. So check it out. Maybe there'll be some uh, some conversation. And, uh, of course, go to BlueJaysNation.com if you haven't... Um, uh, that's where the podcast goes up, and there'll be a link on there to the Patreon exclusive content as well, if you can't remember the name that I've said countless times. So, for Andrew Stouten, my name is Drew Fair Service. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.